Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, the football may have paused, but the excitement of deadline day gave us some big surprises. Frank Lampard was confirmed as Everton's new manager and the African Cup of Nations quarterfinal gave us some great games with the semi-finals only just around the corner. With that and plenty more to talk about tonight, let's talk football. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back, everyone. We're here for another exciting, exciting podcast. I'm sure you'll all be grateful to hear. We were a little bit worried yesterday, weren't we, with deadline You were, I wasn't. (laughs) It got to about three o'clock and I was like, we're going to need to come up with some ideas. Nothing's going to happen. No one's bought any players. Yeah, but like there was lots of talk about players. So it's even like I mean, we will talk about the players that didn't move. <laughs> yeah. So it was never really that much of an issue for me. I always thought we'd get something. Well, you didn't, but yeah, we we got some players. Yeah. The, well, we you know, I mean, as in as in in general, there'd be there'd be players moving. The the last there's always drama on deadline day. It never fails. It didn't fail in the end. No. It it never fails deadline day. There's always something. There's something that comes out of nowhere. And for me, that's something from out of nowhere was Deli Alley. <laughs> really? Oh, I wasn't expecting him to go to Everton. I wasn't expecting him to go to Everton. I was expecting him to go, but I wasn't expecting Everton. And I wasn't necessarily, if he, if he was to leave Tottenham, it was more, yeah, I wasn't expecting him to go to Everton, but then at the same time, I wasn't necessarily expecting it to be a permanent move either at this stage no, of the season. No, I was a bit surprised when it was a permanent, but then as soon as they said, well, we've already used up our loan allocation, I was like... Well, if he's not going to go to Everton it, on loan, it's going to have to be a permanent deal, isn't it? So, Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, they made some moves on the last day, Everton. They did, yeah. Donny van der Beek. Yep, Stre- strengthening their midfield. Yeah. Obviously, new manager as well. Yep, the new manager's in, and I think he might have had some influence over those two signings potentially coming in. Yeah, certainly the Delhi Alley one, it sounded like they'd sort of made overtures because Frank liked him. Yeah, and I think actually for both of those players, who better to learn off how to be a midfielder in the Premier League than Frank Lampard? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, there's probably only two others up there, three others. In, well, in their top, in those the, the way they play, there's only two other players that you could want to be managed by. Yeah, and that you know, or coached by, and that'd be Gerard and Scholes in my opinion. You know, for those type of midfielders. Yeah. Obviously, for Deli Alley, it was. It was sad how it ended, but it, what, what a he run. Wasn't getting, he wasn't getting the game time, was he, at Tottenham? No, to be fair, he, I think Jose Mourinho probably put pay to Deli Ali's Tottenham career. Uh, well, he, he's had opportunity, though, since then. He has, obviously, under Nuno as well, yeah. Yep. Obviously, Antonio Conte wasn't didn't really fancy him by the sounds of it. Yeah. But, yeah, he's spent the last couple of years sort of just trudging along. Sad to see him go, though. Good player. Very good player. On his day, a very, very unplayable player. Well, hope, well, we'll see if he can reignite it at Everton with Frank by his I, side. Do you know what? I really hope he does. I yeah. really hope he does because he's 25 years old. He's still quite, you know, he's still, yeah, he's, he's not there so yet. so much ahead of him. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of football for him to play in the next, you know, at least the next five or six seasons, at least. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward. We play Everton at home in March, and I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, apart from when he bangs a hat trick or something. 
Oh, no, I don't, to be fair, if he does, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> but also, I think, you know, Everton with, with the move for Donny, Van der Beek. Yeah. I, I am, I'm, let's hope that he gets some game time. Well, can you prove imagine? himself. Can you imagine if he doesn't get any game time? If he doesn't Everton? get into that Everton team, something's seriously wrong with the guy. Yeah. I mean, they've been struggling all season. You know, they've got a brand new midfield now, and it hope I really hope for Donny he gets he gets some yeah. good games in and he proves that he can play at the top level in the Premier League and that it because re- you know United refused to put a buy option on there, so they they still have faith in him. Yeah. So they they wouldn't let Everton have a buy a buy clause or buy option on the loan. So they, they there must be still something within the coaching staff that just like, yeah, you know, he's got something but he's he's not quite just there. Need to play football, yeah. Yeah, so let's get him out. Hopefully he gets a good second half of the season and can really use this as a push forward for himself, really, to get to get going. Yeah. I the only thing I think of, I think of when I think of Manchester United players moving to Everton, I think of poor old Darren Gibson. And it didn't work well, yeah, out well for him. Darren Gibson. But then there was Phil Neville. Who had a brilliant ah, time? Very at, true. A brilliant time at Everton. Very true. I didn't. I forgot about Phil Neville. There's a, there's a few of them, I think, over time that have gone uh, United Everton. Yeah. Because it, it's more it's a more palatable move between Manchester to Liverpool, and they don't generally have to move home to. No, true. To do it. True. I'm looking forward to seeing what both of them can do, at Everton. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think Louis Sahara also did the move from United to Everton. Uh, yeah, and then I think he came to us after that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He was the hard play for Tottenham. He did, yeah. I never knew that. Never knew it. Yeah, no, he played for Tottenham. In the infamous year when we were pushing for the top four under Harry Redknapp and he bought Ryan Nelson and Louis Sahar in the January window. Yeah. There we go. He obviously must have got injured because I don't remember him playing much for Tottenham. Uh, no, he did play quite a bit, actually. I don't remember it. I genuinely don't remember that. I, I, to be fair, he was good for us, Louis Sahar. Yeah, got a goal in him. You have learned something new today. We have, we have learned something new today. Uh, and then I think the other big, the the big big surprise and the, I think one of the strongest, most powerful statements made was Rangers getting hold of Aaron Ramsey. Oh goodness, yeah. What a statement for Scottish football again, that is. Yeah. I mean, they are being helped out massively by Juventus on wages. I didn't you know he was on four hundred grand a week. Yeah, well, he moved on a free, didn't he, from Arsenal at the end of his contract, so... Yeah, but even then, he's on 400 grand a week. Clubs can do that, because what they'll look at is go, actually, if we're buying a £25 million player, which, you know, arguably they were, well, at least that's what they were buying in Aaron, uh, what they were signing in Aaron Ramsey, when you put all the deal together with the contract and the transfer fee, actually, they knew that they had this money to play with for that deal. So then the player tends to get more of it, and that's why I think we're seeing a lot of this with players running their contracts down. Yeah. But I was just staggered by the amount. But yeah, no, that will be really good for Rangers. And as you say, that's a good yeah. thing for Scottish football as well. Yeah, and of course, they've got a loanee from United as well in Ahmad Diallo, who scored on his debut. He did, yeah. Them. So Rangers, you know, Rangers, having Rangers and Celtic at the top of their power. As he's just always gonna, it's always gonna bolster Scottish football because when Rangers were done, were gone, and we're trying to build back, it was Scottish football was at its low ebb, wasn't it? But oh, now that they've got the yeah. two club, the two powerhouses back in full strength, and I think it becoming competitive when Rangers won the league last year, yeah, 
again, you know, there was something competitive on edge for the two teams. I think it's made a big difference to the pull. And hopefully we'll get some uh, Scottish teams back in the Champions League. At least season. doing well in it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so they have been competing in it, but Celtic normally get knocked out in the qualifying round. Well, exactly. That's what I mean, though. You know, in the Champions League proper, as we call it. Yeah. Get them back in. So, no, I think, you know, Ramsey's gonna, obviously going to bring a different dimension. Put some... What's some now favourite again for the league? I know, it, I know they were ahead anyway, but it was starting. It's starting to close up a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah. Don't give it away too much. They're in this week's around the world. Oh, are they? All right then. Seconds, we won't yeah. give too much away then. But yeah, sure. but he's. I think what a quality signing to have, and to have him and Ahmad in the side is going to be exciting for Rangers teams. I think for the back end of the season, they're going to see some, hopefully, some exciting things. Ramsey's got plenty of goals in him. I think the, you know this kept holding Morales as well. So they've got the goals there. Hello, Rangers fans, I think, can be looking forward to a good second half of the season, I think. Hopefully so. Obviously, Rangers are still in the Europa League. Tough tie against Dortmund coming up, but yeah, anything but can happen at the, the Ibrox. players that they've bought in. Yeah, some quality there. Better chance of beating Dortmund, maybe. Yeah, maybe. and anything can happen at Ibrox. Second legs at Ibrox, I think, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, anything can happen there. I'll be, I'll be tuning in for that. Stopping Irving Haaland might be a bit of a difficult thing to do. Though. Always, always a challenge. Yeah. But, you know, it's what it's about, isn't it? It's there to be done, yeah. Other bits and pieces then. What else did we have for excitement? We had a couple of players going into Tottenham. There was a few more going out, but a couple coming in. Oh, yeah, the double Juve deal, wasn't it? The double Juve deal for Kulinevsky. I've been practising yep. that. Thanks. And Benton Chur. I'm not sure I'm saying that right, but that's yeah, sure. that, I'm spelling it how it sounds. Indeed. So, yeah, a couple so of 18 moves. months for Kudanevsky and five years, I think it is, for Pentonshire. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, hopefully they, they come in. I mean, they're obviously, they're going to be players that Antonio Conte is going to like. Yeah, well, obviously, we got rid of La Celso on Don Yeah, and Don Bele and Gil went out, didn't they? Gil went out on loan as well. Obviously, these two guys came in. He got rid of the players that weren't really playing, to be honest. Yep. So... We, I don't think we've weakened the squad. I think we've strengthened the squad to a certain degree because these two players will probably be players that will be selected rather than just sitting on the sidelines. Indeed, indeed. So hopefully, you know, these two are going to come in. What do you think they're going to fit in? Well, Kulinevsky's a, a winger. So, yeah, we needed someone who could be at the top end of the pitch. A bit of pace about him by the sounds of it. Benton Chur's midfield player, box-to-box, a bit of dying in it dynamism about him so yeah looking forward to that one well top of the fans something to look forward to for a change for a some cha- new players <laughs> some new players to have a have a little have a little look at yeah obviously newcastle were busy as well deadline yeah. day newcastle were very busy they bought in uh, matt target from aston villa yeah matty target and they bought in dan burn from brighton 13 million pounds for dan burn to be fair he's done He's played really well, Dan Burn. I think. I mean, I know he's not so much in the team so much this season, but he's, he has been quite integral to them staying up the last couple of years. Yeah. And obviously they but, bought in Gamares as well, didn't they? Yeah, Gamares. I call him Gamares. I don't know if that's right. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know. Let us know. But, um, yeah, no, Newcastle have made some moves. I think, you know, getting Trippier in earlier in the window, uh, Newcastle fans will be expectant that they get themselves out of trouble after that window. You would imagine so. 
Yeah. Obviously, there was the one player, which we're talking, we'll talk about Jesse a bit more just to get an idea of where we think, well, yeah. why we think what played out, played out. Um, but, you know, obviously, they had the disappointment of not getting Jesse Lingard. Yeah. But, you know, overall, I think Newcastle will be happy with the majority of the moves that they made on dead, on, well, on, on the whole of the window, actually. Yeah, I think they've had that. a really good window. Obviously, they needed numbers. They needed quality in that team, which obviously oh, yeah. we've been speaking about for weeks. Yeah, I mean, they probably wanted, a, to be honest, they probably wanted another forward. I would think that's probably why they were going after Jesse Lingard. Yeah, they were, they were after another one as well, and it didn't quite materialise. So, you know, they're going to be still relying heavily on St. Maximum and hopefully getting Callum Wilson fit. Yeah, obviously, Gormera's will be kind of like the ace in the hole for them. You're not quite sure what he's going to do. Yeah. He looks fairly decent on paper, but in the Premier League, unfortunately, the game isn't played on paper. Playing all football. Game's not played on paper. Yeah. Uh, Ericsson got, he confirmed his move to Brentford. Delighted. Yeah, wish him luck and all the it's, best. That's going to be really good. I'm, I can't wait for when Brentford play again and Christian can play. Yeah. Um, Let's hope everything goes okay. And obviously, obviously, he's passed a medical, so everything must be okay. Yeah. And then the drama, I think, well, one of the big long play out, you know, there's always the one on deadline day that kind of takes the whole day to happen. Yeah. And there's ups and downs, there's roller, it's going to happen, it's not happening. This for me was the Aubameyang move to Barcelona. Oh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Yeah. Nearly did a Peter Ogden wingy. He did, he turned up, he turned up to Barcelona and they just said, oh no, don't worry, um... No, no, he's got friends in the area. He's yeah. just visiting he's his visiting friends. Visiting family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Imagine. Imagine he turns up to the ground and does an odd and wingy. <laughs> that would have been great. But, you know, that seemed to be happening. It was on. It was off. It wasn't happening. Things are forward. Yeah. We're running out of time. Interesting one from Arsenal's perspective. Not not for me. I think, you know, he's. I think they just kind of like, no, they wanted to sever ties with him. I think Arteta had made his mind up about him. You know, then he had the issue, whatever that issue was, the disciplinary thing. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, no, for best for all parties, let's cut yeah. ties. Arsenal get to save their wages. You know, yeah, yes, they, don't, the they don't get the yeah. fee, but whatever. They're, they're not going to pay 350 grand a week to a player that they're never going to play. Yeah, true. true. And then, you know, Barca can get a player, hopefully, who, who's just desperate to play football right now, I imagine, and does improve their forward line. Yeah, the thing that puzzled me a little bit was... They didn't bring anybody in. I was a bit surprised. Well, by that. given the players yes that they've let yes go, yes and no. But then at the same time, this they were probably already with Aubameyang. It was like, well, he's not going to play anyway. Yeah. So does it really matter if we bring anyone else in? Because they were never going to play, even if they had no. I, I still don't think Arteta would have picked him in a in a match squad ever again. That would have been an interesting thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. Just you know, if Lacazette and Enketia got injured, yeah. I think he'd rather go with a false nine. Yeah, when Arteta Unfortunately, and, and do that rather now than put, we'll never know. We'll never have that drama. No. But uh, I think it's just probably the best for all parties. I think it was, that was one of them at the end. You know, things had turned a bit sour in their relationship. And I think it was just one that just had to happen. Yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, one of the other moves which didn't really happen on deadline day, of course, was uh, Luis Diaz to Liverpool. No. No, a couple of days before, didn't it? Yeah, uh, so uh, another another strengthening move from Liverpool, which is good for them to get some extra extra players in that squad. I mean, yeah, how much football he's going to get, we'll see. Because you know he's a winger, right? Yes, he is a winger. Yeah, yeah. So you know when Salah and Mane 
come back in. I mean, Oxlade Chamberlain has scored in, in the goals as well while they've been away. So yeah, and it's an interesting Jota... one from Liverpool. Obviously, once we came into the conversation, yeah, they moved what they were going to do in the summer forward to now yeah. to get it done. That's it. very similar to what happened with Bruno Fernandes a couple, you know, a couple of years ago for Man United. Yeah. Because we were we were going to leave Bruno until the summer, and then word got round that some of the other clubs were kind of so, hovering, so they just yeah. went, "No, let's get let's get him in now." And that's what I like about Liverpool's transfer business. Yeah, they always they're always flexible with it. Yeah, and you I think know, you know, obviously they missed out on Carvalho, didn't they? Yeah, because they couldn't get the paperwork quite done in time. But I think they'll that'll be one that happens in the summer. Oh, yeah, I would they'll think. go back for Carvalho in, in yeah, the they'll summer. go back for him. In fairness, Fulham might get more money that way, by the sounds of it. Uh, I wonder whether, though, they'll just go, you know, that was a deal we were happy with. Yeah. You know, okay, fine, let's, you know, let's not well, mess no, it'll, it'll, it'll go to tribunal because he's out of contract. Ah, uh, okay. So then it will be down to the, I think it's the Court of Arbitration for Sport that do it. Yeah. And they sort of take into account... Yeah, but it depends, though, because, what you know, they could still just do the deal with Fulham and, and say, no, here's the money, you know, we'll still just do the transfer. I don't think they can. I think you can. You can still agree a fee for a player. Okay. And agree the transfer. I'm sure you can. Okay. Well, if he runs his contract out, technically he's a free agent. Yeah, then that becomes a different situation, but yeah. I think you can still, you know... You, because that, in in essence, that's just agreeing the compensation fee, without need, needing to go to a tribunal. They could say, "Now we'll sign him in the summer." Yeah, here's your money. Yeah, exactly. So, another couple of big ones. Yeah, go on. So, Vort Veghorst going to from Wolfsburg to Burnley. Yeah, no, uh, Burn. You know, Burn, we know Burnley need strengthening. Everyone does. It's, it's not to be fair, Veghorst has been a player that's been mentioned quite a few times over the last couple of windows going various different places so i'll be interested to see how he does in the premier league absolutely yeah big opportunity for him to, to make a name for himself yeah obviously single-handedly keeping burnley up probably yeah and then julian alvarez is the other one obviously a football manager wonder kid <laughs> football manager wonder kid uh you won't be coming he's not coming though till the summer is he no yeah he's going back to he's staying with river plate and then he's going to Man City in the summer again. Yeah. Obviously, that was something they moved forward because other people there's interest elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Do the deal, let him stay where he is. Yeah, everything's Makes all sense. good. So yeah, I think big, big money spent again. I think it's what over three hundred million. Yeah, it's been another again. busy, busy, busy January. So uh, no, we'll see what happens. Unless you're a Man United fan, of course, then it was there was nothing happening. You're fine. You didn't need players anyway. No, but speaking of Manchester United and transfers, let's talk about Jesse Lingard, who yep. is going to remain at the football club uh, for the rest of the season now. Yeah, at, le at least. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with his contract, depending on game time this season. Well, I had an interesting conversation with someone on Twitter about that earlier. Yeah, we were talking about sort of why he stayed, and and I just basically said, obviously, he stayed at the football club because they need him, and. You know, if he gets some game time, he does well, gets convinced he can stay. I think Maybe United were open to do a loan deal for him. Yeah. But I think Newcastle wouldn't, wouldn't, didn't agree to the clause that United wanted to put in, which I think is fair for Newcastle, actually. 
United wanting to put a clause in to say that if you survive, we get a bonus if you stay up. Right, okay, yeah. Um, and they were like, we're not doing that. Yeah. And then they didn't want to deal with West Ham because we're in the race yeah. top four with them. So I think if the right club had to come in, yeah. you know, if someone maybe, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think United in the end probably did want to keep Jesse yeah. because that's why they were playing hardball with Newcastle over that clause. Obviously, events that we can't talk about are unfolding. Yeah. So, in that respect, we probably not trivialise that situation. Yeah. I mean, the chance of him, the chance of him playing yeah. more. United need forwards, more. Yeah. You know, a few more forwards. They let Van der Beek go, who they've been playing in that forward position in in a number ten role. Yeah. More more often than not. So Jesse's going to stick around, and hopefully, I mean, I've said this. I've said this to you before. Just yes. the way things have been going, why would you just not give Jesse a go and a run in the team? Yeah. I mean, he's he's going to be a bit troubled now because Bruno's come back into form. Yeah. So he's really got to f- make one of those wide positions his own if he can. And there's definitely opportunity because Sancho hasn't hit the ground running. No. no. Um, Ahmad's out of the club. Yeah. Donny's out of the club. You've got and Martial's now left. Yes. And yes. gone to Sevilla on loan. So there's, I think there's definitely going to be some game time in this for Jesse. Oh, you'd, you'd imagine there has so. To, there has to be. I mean, if he just sits on the bench for the next yeah. five months. Because now it's, yeah. it's, it's Rashford, Lingard and Sancho. Yeah. And Alanga, who's the inexperienced one. So they're your four wide players now that you've got in the squad. Obviously, you've got Champions League coming back into the fold yeah. in February. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays the cup game. At the weekend, Jesse. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised either. No. Um, you know, and then you've obviously got Ronaldo and Cavani down the centre. Yeah. Down the middle, you know, obviously they might play together or whatever at time to time, at, mm. from time to time. But no, for me, I just just stick him in. Yeah. Play him. He can't be any worse. He can't be any worse than what we have been doing. <laughs> and that that's what I'd say though to that. It's like it can't be any worse than what we have been doing. At least, at least this week, you've had a stress-free week football-wise. I mean, I don't think the dressing room is stress-free. No. But you've not had to worry about football. You personally, I mean. You've not, oh, you've right. not had to worry about watching your team play, watching your team lose. You've just sat back, relaxed. I mean, this is, this is Rich going from a Tottenham fan, I must say. <laughs> Every week for him. <laughs> so... Yeah, so that's that's one move I think worth talking about that didn't happen. I think every everybody else we kind of thought would move moved maybe. Yeah, trying to think if there was anyone else who we thought might get a move who didn't. Douglas Carlos obviously didn't happen in the end. No, the, there was a really weird one that Matty Longstaff got yep. to Mansfield from Newcastle. That's weird. That's a very so it's from the Premier League. To League Two, no disrespect to Mansfield in League Two, it just seems like a really bizarre. Does done it for Matty Longstaff, considering he was getting, playing. He was playing. <laughs> I know Sean. I know Sean's the better footballer, but yeah. Who's he upset? I don't know. He upset Eddie Howe that bad. Oh, he's gone to play oh. for Nigel Clough. I mean, in some respects, you kind of go, yeah. Do you know what, Nigel Clough, legendary family. Why not? Yeah. Uh, right then, do you want to take us 
around the world in 80 seconds. Well, we're not going really around the world this week. We're we not going around the UK this week. We're going around the UK in 80 seconds then, guys. Take it away. So in the championship, Hull win in Shofa Avalazi's first game in charge. Fulham failed to win, but Blackburn also failed to take advantage after drawing with Luton. Down the bottom of the table, Derby come from 2-0 down to draw with Birmingham City. Go on, the Rams. In League One, it was goals galore as Oxford hit seven, including four penalties from Cameron Brannigan as they beat Gillingham 7-2. Bolton hit six as Lee Johnson is sacked by Sunderland. Rotherham profit from everybody around them, dropping points to move back into top spots. In League Two, Forest Green extend their lead at the top of the table by beating their nearest rivals, Tramere 4-0. Port Vale and Newport take advantage of Swindon and Mansfield drawing. Swindon conceding a last-minute goal against nine-man Colchester. And in Scotland, Rangers concede a late goal to draw with Ross County as Celtic win ahead of the old firm game on Wednesday night. What a nice introduction for Aaron Ramsey to Scottish football that could oh, be. Oh, yes. Because I'm looking forward to the old firm game. Yeah, well, they're always feisty, aren't they? They are always feisty. Just take it back a little bit, though. Lee Johnson. Yep. Two points off the top of League One. Yep. And he gets sacked. By virtue of them losing 6-0 to Bolton. Yeah. It is the most Sunderland thing I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Rumours are Mick McCarthy is going back to Sunderland. Well, yeah. See what Mick can do. But obviously they have had a returning prodigal son as well. Jermaine Defoe has joined them till the end of the season. Has he? He has, yeah. Ah. After leaving Rangers. Yeah, Jermaine, I'm sure he'll he'll love that little stint. Get back in the goals at Sunderland League One. I bet he's looking forward to that. He's going to have so much space. He will tear up League One. He's going to have so much space to play with. Yeah. Give him the ball anyway. Jack Robwell's still there. Jack Robwell had (laughs) his contract torn up. I Ah. think. (laughs) <laughs> I'm that pretty time, sure really. he, did. he was there for a very long time, not doing a lot. Yes, yes. On the Premier League wage while they were sat in League One. So around the world in 80 seconds, we'll be back in its normal format next week because all of the European things will start playing football again. Yeah, That's good. Uh, let's then have a little chat about quarterfinals of the African Nations Cup. Yeah. I enjoyed Well, I, 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 particularly I watched the Sunday games with Senegal and Egypt coming up yeah. with wins heading into the semi-finals and then on the saturday it was gambia cameroon burkina faso and tunisia and i have to say burkina faso have torn up all the expectations i think yeah, they have been the surprise package definitely to make it to the semi-finals to beat the teams that they have beat along the way there too i think has been an absolute breath of fresh air from them yeah definitely uh, i don't know how they are in world cup qualifiers but then i've given them a good uh Boosting confidence. Yeah. If there's still an opportunity for him to qualify for the World Cup at this stage. And I mean, you know, who's to say they can't beat Senegal? That's it. I mean, you know, I don't think a lot of these teams have necessarily been at their best in this tournament. No, no. Um, But there's been the flashes, hasn't there? Mane's had his flashes. Salah's had his flashes. Salah was superb against Morocco. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he was really good. You know, and even even the great Hakimi couldn't, couldn't keep him at bay. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna be a tasty semi final, Cameroon against Egypt. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, home advantage obviously for Cameroon, hoping to be up to the final. Yeah, against Much the like England holders did. of the of the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. yeah. So um, 
No, it'll be it's going to be good, good games, and then obviously anything can happen in the Senegal Burkina Faso game. Yeah, obviously you'd be rooting for the underdog, wouldn't you? It would, but you know, like I said, the quality sits in Senegal. You know, the pure quality sits in Senegal because Mane can do anything. You know, Senegal were bringing on Ismail Assar off the bench. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like whoa. So you know, you've got to think that Senegal obviously, obviously Senegal are the favourites there. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, just for but it's knockout football. Yeah, it's knockout football, and things can happen. And this in this tournament, red cards can happen. Oh goodness me! At least we only had the one in the quarterfinals. That's true. It's only one, and it was to Burkina Faso as well. Yeah, and the fact that they still won is is brilliant. It was the man that scored the goal that got sent off though? So that's a little bit worrying. Yeah, yeah, they're going to miss him. Certainly. But come on, Burkina Faso, you can do it. We believe in you. Very much so. Hopefully, let's see what happens in those in that tournament. But it's been a, it's been a good tournament. There's been a lot of incident to look at and watch yes. and enjoy and little moments. So yeah, it's been good. And we'll round it all up next week. Yeah, semi-finals and final will take place in the coming week. So make sure you keep keep your eye on it because I think it's going to be it's going to be exciting. Yeah. So just a last little bit of a topic. Obviously, we talked about Everton's moves and the effect he had on some of their transfers. But the move itself of Frank going to Everton, what are we making about Frank's introduction It's as an manager? interesting one. Yeah. I mean, obviously, out of the candidates that they were um, they were talking to, obviously, Victor Pereira had kind of talked himself out of the job, I think, yeah. by saying, don't worry, Everton fans, we'll be, we'll be all right. I'll be a good manager for you. <laughs> Any manager that comes out and says that, no, don't touch him yeah. with a large pole. Uh, and I'd also like to say that when I said on a couple a couple of weeks ago that Rooney probably would choose not to and would rather stick out the job at Derby. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what he said he did. Yeah, exactly. You spoke to Wayne and convinced him to stay at Derby. Well done. But not so much that. I just, you know, when you follow the player and uh, a person as a player and then you kind of you kind of understand how they move a little bit. Yeah. And he wants and like, to see that job through at Derby. I mean, he he's does. doing fantastically well. Because if he want, if he gets, if he keeps them up, yeah. Wow, do you know what, what I mean? Achievement. Yeah. If he manages to do it, that is that's ne- always going to be. You know, he'll be. He will have a statue outside Derby yeah. if he keeps them up, and also helps. You know, because that could that at the end of the day could be the thing that keeps them going, staying yeah. in the championship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going down to League One could could finish Derby. I mean, none of us want to see it, and we, you know, we're obviously if if there's a, a chance that someone can come in and, and help with that, yeah, Hopefully then obviously we want to see it. By then. Yeah, yeah, but you know, them staying in the championship could be the thing that goes okay. Well, there's a bit of life in this club. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know whether you saw the game at the weekend. Mm. The place was full. Yeah, and it just goes to show that there is potential there. Oh yeah, they, they, you know, there's a history to that club, though, isn't there? You know, you go back, yeah. you go back to the Brian Clough days, getting them into semi-finals of European Cups and stuff, and winning league titles, winning, yeah, yeah, all those things. And it's just there's a history of Derby. I think the English football needs to protect. Yeah, it needs to be protected. All these these institutions, they need protection. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, no, Wayne's done a great job. He's yeah. going to see it out. 
Obviously, Duncan Ferguson was in the running as well, potentially, but he's back in the backroom staff. Yeah. I mean, he was never going to leave the club, Duncan, is he? He'll just be there. He'll, he's, he lost well, that football club. Well, he's on to his sixth manager. Yep. So... Maybe they've told him, next time we'll give you a go. Why not? We've got nothing to lose. Maybe. Maybe. But I'm interested, yeah. I'm interested to see how Frank will get on. Obviously, he had his fingers burnt a little bit at Chelsea in the end. Yeah, but I think he he knew he knew the job, and he's and I've heard him talk about it as well. After he knew what he was getting into at Chelsea, yeah, you know what I mean. He knew that there was a chance that the second things weren't quite going right, or even if they were going right, Roman might one day turn around and go, "That's no. sorry, yeah. I want to go. You know, I want to do something different, or there's someone else I want to bring in." Yeah, but you've only got to look at what he did with Derby to exactly. know that it, there is potential there. Oh, no, 100%. Well, you know, even the job he did at Chelsea when they had the embargo and he got them into the Champions League. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's his, that was massive achievement, yeah. to, you know, to bring in when he brought in Mount and he brought in yeah, to bring Tammy those Abraham players and... into the team. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. It just Frank... goes to show you don't have to spend loads of money sometimes. Yeah, and he's he's got a... He's going to be a good coach. He looks like he's, you know, in the jobs that he's done so far... He's a smart man. He's a clever. He's a clever person. He lives and breathes football. You see that when I've seen him in interviews and that. That you know, he goes home. He talks about football, and Christine gets fed up with him, and <laughs> he's just constantly talking about football all the time. And, you know, it's. I think he. I think he'll do a good job at Everton. I do. Yeah, I do. As this well. is. I think this is the move Everton should have done in the summer. If I'm honest. Yeah. They should yeah, have probably. gone to someone like Frank in the summer. He's he's there now, and let's see let's see what he can do. I I, I don't see Everton I, under Frank. I can only think that Everton are going to move up the table. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think that's about it for this week. Uh, just enough time for us to have a look at the FA Cup fixtures and what's going on at the weekend. So the FA Cup fourth round is here. So I'm going to go through all of these because there's not that many. So on Friday night we have Manchester United taking on Middlesbrough. At Old Trafford, that'll be an interesting game. Another interesting game at Saturday lunchtime. Kidderminster versus West Ham. Come on, the Harriers. Can you knock out West Ham? Maybe not, but we'll see what happens. Chelsea take on Plymouth in the other game at half past 12 on Saturday. Loads of games at 3 o'clock. Manchester City, Fulham, Peterborough and QPR. Wolves take on Norwich. Huddersfield take on Barnsley, the local derby in that one. Everton, Frank Lampard taking charge of his first game against Brentford. Stoke take on Wigan, Southampton take on Coventry, Crystal Palace take on Hartlepool. That is the last of the three o'clock games. Half past five game, Cambridge versus Luton could be a surprise at the Abbey Stadium. There's a game on Saturday night as well, a late one for me at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as Tottenham take on Brighton. Sunday's games, Liverpool take on Cardiff in a repeat of a Worthington Cup final from years gone by. Nottingham Forest take on Leicester in another local derby before... Bournemouth take on Boreham Woods and another potential giant killing there. Indeed, and I believe we do actually have one Premier League fixture this weekend. We do have one Premier League game. Burnley are going to finally try and catch up a little bit. They take on Watford. Yeah, Burnley are playing a game of football again. Shock horror. Uh, What a surprise. Obviously, Watford with a new manager in Roy Hodge. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting that, because to be fair, it's going to give us a good gauge of exactly how Burnley are going, I think. Because if they yeah. win that game, then it's going to be very interesting down the bottom of the table, I think. Three games behind. Yeah. So, uh, let's Boring see. Boring places. 
let's yeah let's let's see what happens there but you know that pretty much is it well that is it from us this week don't forget that if you do want to get in touch with us you can always follow us on twitter at let's football parties how you can tweet us you can always email us let's talk football podcast 442 at gmail.com we'll be back next week with all the news from the fa cup it's an exciting time uh, but for now we will uh, see you all next week i guess bye, bye.